everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 118, and today's topic is Queens, season one, episode 10, titled Nasty Girl Records. So we are about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform. I don't have any church announcements, only just come back tonight and we will do our snowfall on Fridays. It will be uploaded by 9 p.m. tonight. And don't forget to join us for Power Book 2 Ghost Episode 7 Recap on Sunday. That's pretty much it. You can always follow me on my social media platforms. It is Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram. And if you want to email me, it will be Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. Feel free to inbox me, DM me, or email me if you have any recap suggestions that you would like for me to recap. I'll recap documentaries, TV shows, movies, or albums. So go ahead and hit me up and send in your requests. I'll check it out and get back to you in a couple days with my recap. Um, don't forget, you can always follow my music playlist. I have made them all public. They are on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves. You'll see, I know for sure, one will populate exclusively on Spotify. And then you'll take you to all the rest of them. So all of my music playlists, I have made them all public for you guys to vibe to. And it's the weekend, so you might want to hear some good music. And I got every genre and every type of playlist you going to need. So on that note, Let's get into the show and talk Queens. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. That's that good Queen Latifah, U-N-I-T-Y, that was featured on the show for this episode. This episode, the description reads, Jill faces with her past. It opens with Lady Z. She hitting the stage. She performing her, her new song with Naomi. She spitting those bars. We got Naomi coming out doing those beautiful Brandy vocals. And we also get a flash in between them performing of the ladies on an interview promoting their new record label, Nasty Girl Records. For women, by women. They're getting their promotion on. They're talking about everything that they got coming. And it goes back to the performance. And while um, performing, we see Frank Black. 
He has made an appearance at the show. He's sitting there kind of looking all smug at Zadie. And when Lady Z sees him, she straight freezes. You know, it catches her off guard to see his face at her first show back into the limelight. And she she leaves the stage. And Naomi looks pissed because he's there. <clears throat> Not at Zadie. <clears throat> So it goes into the next scene and we see Naomi, Zadie, Eric, and Muffin. And they are talking about Frank and how it might be other girls out there that he has done this to as well. Naomi, she wants to fight for Zadie, you know, do it at all costs. And with uh, Naomi's character this episode with Brandy, it was bringing in a lot of inner Moesha. Did you guys catch that? Like, if you go back to Moesha, she was always wanting to fix everyone's problems. I don't know why this episode, I just got a lot of the Moesha character coming out of Naomi's character, if that makes sense. And <clears throat> always, you know, want to do the right thing and fix everyone's problems. And we got Eric. He's looking at it more from a business stance. We are launching a new record label. And you want to go up against the biggest producer in the industry, you know, with the music industry in the in in the, in in that whole industry period. When you go to Hollywood, music, film, whatever, it's certain levels to it. And if you cross one person who's in power, they can blackball you, and that's a fact. That's a fact. It's happened to many many people. So. You know, he's thinking at it from a business point. Like, look, I know Zeddy wants to get her story out, but now might not be the best time. The good thing of the times we live in now with 2022, and this is in real life, not the show, is that back in the day, if you cross somebody, and I'm just making an example, like a, a Diddy or a Jay-Z or, you know, that, that high upper, they could get you blackballed. They could get you out of there. And nowadays with social media and how, in the, you know, they more rather be independent to sign, sign the 360 deals or record labels. You can do so much independent with social media and the Internet. It's not like that. But it's still levels to it to where if you cross the, the big person who's in power, your career will be ended or they'll make you look crazy. So he's looking at it more from a business point. Now, we got Muffin. She's looking at it like from a dismissive point. She's saying Frank found her and he never did anything to her. And also, she never put herself in a situation where it could happen to her. And plus, she like, that was 20 years ago. Move on. And that causes Zadie to almost kind of break out of character and go full Remy Ma on her ass. <laughs> she like, look, look, girl, you a damn child. Don't play with me. And, you know, don't judge me. And she storms the hell out of there. So we go into the next scene and we see um, Naomi wants to find other girls. She's like, you know, if he did this to Zadie, he had to do this to somebody else. So she she wants to do all she can to help. So then we see Valeria and her new husband, Thomas. They are kind of talking, and she is like, um, how do I know you're not a serial killer? And he like, well, 
hell, how do I know you're not a serial killer? <laughs> so, you know, they kind of go back and forth and they end up um, playing a game um, called 50 Questions Game Quiz. And, you know, they don't know any. They don't know anything about each other. They went on one date and, you know, they went a couple different places that night and they got married. So, you know, they don't know each other. And as they're playing this game, he blurts out and tells her that he loves her. And that causes her to freeze up because she's not used to that. So we go into the next scene and Jill goes to see her father at church. She gets emotional over his sermon. And the the sermon is more about self-love and forgiveness. And when she goes to see him after the service, telling him, you know, that sermon was incredible. It touched me. He slaps the shit out of her talking about, apologize to your father. Child. We're going to talk more about the father and daughter relationship at the end. I'm going to get to that. Let's save it for the last part. <clears throat> so we're going to the next scene and we see while Eric and Naomi are out for lunch, Frank Black walks in. He congratulates them for, you know, the new record label, for signing Zadie, telling them, you know, I hear about y'all new performance at the Staples Center. I will be there. I'm going to be there. You know, until Zadie, I said, what's up? You know, and he like, you know, she is talented, dopest MC in the game, female MC in the game. You know, it's a shame about her temper. And as he's kind of talking, Naomi is looking there like she just wants to punch him in the damn throat. And when he walks away, she is like, how could you talk to him? And he like, look, in this business, you got to, I want, you know, I want Zadie to get her just do as well. But it's certain things and levels to this business thing, how you, how you got to move. And he does have a point. He has a big point when you want to think about it from a business point than an emotional point. So we get into the next scene. And Jill has dinner with her dad. Um, and they talk about everything that has been going on, about her life. And, you know, he's kind of like, well, what did you expect from your husband, you know, coming out like that on national TV, what what kind of results did you think you were going to get for him? And they also talk about the passing of her mom. So <clears throat> we see that they have a very strained relationship and she wants his approval at that. And <clears throat> we go into the next scene and we see Naomi. She starts to go through old clips to see, you know, Frank Black, his interaction with his old artists and, you know, demeanors. And she come across one of his old artists that he, you know, worked with. And her name was Hood Honey. And that was Miss T from Snowfall. And we're going to talk about her tonight off <laughs> on Snowfall when we do our Snowfall on Fridays. But that was T from Snowfall from season four. And she can tell how uncomfortable she looks in the interview and ask Eric if he can get her in touch with her. So we go into the next scene and Thomas, he takes Valeria a gift and she kind of like is not happy with it. She pushes him away, making up every excuse to put distance between them and space between their relationship. So it's like she's just basically trying to run from this thing that she thinks is a mistake that she made um, getting married in one night. So um, we get into the next scene and Naomi meets up with Leah, a.k.a. Hood Honey, the girl she was looking at from the um, interview and her son 
and she shares her story about Frank Black, how he fathered, you know, her child. She was 16. He was her mentor, her manager, like a father figure. And after she was pregnant, he kind of like dipped off, you know, gave her 2000 for an abortion, just kind of did her all wrong. So, you know, that kind of gives more insight on everything that he was doing to multiple women in Naomi's eyes, you know, with, you know, first she only heard Zadie's story. Now this is a second woman's story, even though she already believes Zadie, you know, now Naomi really wants to do something about this Frank Black guy. So we get into the next scene and we see Muffin, Valeria, and Jill. They all talk about her new marriage and how she is purposely trying to sabotage it. Because, you know, Jill is like, look, I know you. You're trying to sabotage this so it don't work. Just let yourself be happy. You know, you didn't already got married. At least just try to make it work and see if, you know, if it don't work, it don't work. But possibly this might be the one. Why, why are you sabotaging it on purpose? And they also talked to Muffin about how she been so hard on Zadie. And <clears throat> Muffin is just like, Zadie needs to let it go. And Frank Black basically never did anything to her. And they also talk about Jill's father as well. So we go into the next scene and we see Naomi tell Zadie about Leah's story and how she needs to fight back and tell her side of the story of what happened. So Zadie, you know, she meets with the journalist per, you know, Naomi hooking that up and tells her side of the story of what happened to her with Frank Black assaulting her and after blackballing her from her whole damn career and basically on how she fought him the night when he assaulted her and that caused her to be you know, the same night she was raped, she was arrested all in the same night. So I'm sure that was like a pretty traumatizing experience. And the next day, you know, the journalist, she listens. She's, you know, take heed to everything what she's saying. You know, she act like that touches her a little bit. Talking about, you know, I, I had no idea. You know, acting real emotional as well. But when the next day hits and the story comes out, the headline reads, when Me Too goes too far, Lady Z using false rape allegations to revive rap career. So Frank people got to the journalist, basically. And, you know, if you look at it from a media point, it does look fishy. You know, she hasn't been around in all of these years. Now they launching this new record label. And now you want to say... You got raped all these years ago. So, you know, it would make people kind of think a certain way. They would call that what clout chasing in this era. But, you know, in the show, this really did happen. He really did do this to her. And she's just telling her side of the story. But, you know, from the media point, you can see why they might would be like, huh, I don't know. And then with everything going on now in the real world with the Me Too stuff, I, I, I'm not, I'm not the one who is the believe all women. I will never be that way. I have brothers. I have men I care about. I'm in the facts. I want to know, you know, everybody has a side. You have your side. He has his side. I don't believe just, oh, he did this. Let's straight lynch him. No, I believe in, you know, if you did it, you do the time. But I believe in you don't just take anybody's word. So, you know, the media has a right to feel that way. But you have to listen to her side, listen to his side. And, you know, from the looks of it. It looks like he was just going around assaulting every damn body in the past. So in this episode, they did touch on a lot of things that are really going on right now in today's world. 
with the Me Too and then, you know, on how certain people do react with on how Muffin was reacting and how other people were. So we get into after Zadie finds out she is pissed and she goes off and she quits the label. She like, you know what? I didn't want to do this in the first place. You dragged me out here. You, you had me talk to the journalist. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. She is just done. So <clears throat> after that, Jill goes to see her father and he is passed out on the floor, straight intoxicated. So she finds him on the floor. It cuts directly to the next scene. We see Valeria. She goes to the studio. Eric is in there and he's telling her like, look, with everything that just went down, we ain't finna get no work done. You might as well just go on home, chill with your new husband. And they kind of talk and she's t- she tells him like, you know, Thomas told her he loved her. And she was stupid for marrying him because she didn't know him. And how she only told two people she loved them in her life. And they were, you know, the wrong people. And, you know, she's just confiding in Eric. At the end of the day, they are each other exes, but that is, they are friends, you know. So she kind of tries to kiss him and he like, no, stop. He came back with Naomi, so just stop, Valeria. <laughs> but, no, nah, she just, you know. She's trying to do anything to sabotage her new marriage. And he knows what she's doing. So he kind of like stops her and he like, look, I know what you're doing, Valeria. And I, you won't use me to do it. You're not going to use me to sabotage this new marriage. And, you know, he's really being a good friend to her. And she kind of embraces him with the hug. And as she's doing that, Mr. Thomas walks in. And he's like, what's up, y'all? <laughs> so, you know, Eric like, look, I'm going to let y'all talk. And it cuts to the next scene, and we see Jill and her father. They kind of talk, but she talks. He's intoxicated. He's going on and on, you know, like in a slurred speech. And she goes on and helps him up in the bed. He tells her how, like, you know, he really is proud of her. He did watch her BET performance. How, you know, he talks to her mother all the time in a spirit form about how, you know, she was a happy child. And he actually tells her that he loves her. And, you know, she lays on the bed um, next to him and they get to singing that song, Wait in the Water. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful father-daughter moment where she finally feels like she got acceptance from her father. So after that, we go into the next scene. Now, Muffin has read the article. She sees how everyone is coming down on Miss Zadie. She feels bad because she's been holding something in. And she goes and tells Zadie, like, Frank Black assaulted her as well. And she has proof. So she plays her an old voicemail that Frank Black left her the night after it happened. She goes on to say, like, she felt like she owed him. He... And just tried to act like it never happened. Like, you know, she knew that he found her. And this was the first night she ever had a drink. And, you know, she just was like, you know what? I feel like I owed him. And now every time I listen to that mixtape we made, it makes me think of that night. And we hear him, you know, going on in the voicemail. So Zadie is like, why didn't you say anything? 
So they basically end up talking and Muffin promises her that, you know, I'll speak up. I, I got your back. So it goes into the next scene and we see Valeria and Thomas. They kind of talk it out and decide to try to make their marriage work. He tells her she needs to stop and grow up and tells her he loves her. Now, how Valeria was acting, that's what Kevin Samuels would call a modern day woman. <laughs> she was basically just trying, she was acting, act, she's been through a lot, but at the same time, you are not a young girl, you you know, and you are about to throw something away before you even give it. This might be your last chance, child. You need to at least just give it a try. He ain't even doing nothing, you know, malicious to you. He's being a gentleman and all of that. So you do need to grow up and just, you know, if you're going to try to make this work, try to make this work. But she listens to him and, you know, she goes on and on about how she don't deserve love. And he tells her he loves her and she tells him she loves him back. So hopefully their relationship will work out. So we go on to the next scene. You know, Jill is happy. She has that nice moment with her father. She finally felt like she had his acceptance. So she goes to see him the next day after, and he is sober now. With a little hungover, with a little hangover. And she thinks everything is better due to their talk the night before. And he like, who let you in here? She like, oh, the door was open. Oh, so you just let yourself in? <laughs> he get to going off. She fires back. Says she's going to leave. He like, yeah, you do that. She kind of turn around and go back off on him and let her know, like, look, I don't need you. And if you ever put your hands on me again, I'm going to call the police to have your old ass put in jail. <laughs> so my thing with that, that scene is um, I get it. However, I don't like the writing in this, in that part. I don't. I, I, I'm like... Okay, I get it. She's she's lesbian. She didn't came out. She's living her life, but it's like the way how they, they they wrote everything with the Darren situation and her father. I just thought it was a bit much. I'm like, why are you guys writing it like a I hate men show? I mean, maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but it was just like, damn, when the first episode, Darren was like this real nice guy. He went to church and he was, you know, like the supportive husband who just wanted a baby. And, you know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? She didn't want to be with him. She wanted to go live her life. That's fine. But then y'all turn him into a damn serial stalker killer. <laughs> and then now her father, um, they're kind of writing him like this old pastor making pastors look evil and um it, it was just a bit much I wasn't feeling it I thought that was just a little too much in that scene it's that that's just me I'm just keeping it real yes the man was an asshole in the show for sure but I just thought the writing part I'm like what well, y'all kind of uh I don't know just a little little critique little critique um but <laughs> we go into the next scene and we see Zadie goes to Naomi and she's like, you know what? I'm not running no more. I'm back in. I'm back with the label and I'm about to tell my fucking story. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder what Remy Ma said when she uh, seen her, um, 
her script for this show. Because <laughs> I'm a big Remy Ma fan, and I used to watch uh, State of the Culture a lot. Because, like I said, I'm a big Remy Ma fan, and y'all know how I feel about Joe Button. Just as a podcaster, I look up to him in the podcast world. And, you know, what he's done to his career, revamping it is the shit. And I always like to root for the underdog. I know how it feels. So, uh, just from, like, with all the Me Too stuff that was going on, and I know certain stances on, on how Remy took stuff, I said, I wonder how she felt when she read this script. But, moving on. Remy doing her thing. Shout out to all of the beautiful ladies on this show. We go into the next scene. We get to the big concert at the Staples Center's launching Nasty Girl Records. And Lady Z performs the new song, Best of Me. So the girls join on the stage. Frank Black is arrested and held without bail on multiple accounts. And, you know, it kind of comes out that Muffin told her story and came out as well. And four more accusers came out. So they, they went on the stage and they killed shit. And in her, in Lady Z's uh, verse, she's rapping about everything that happened to her with her career in that night when he assaulted her. And he's just sitting there looking stupid while she's performing and while he's sitting there looking stunned, the police show up and arrest his ass as they should and you know muffin story comes out the lady kind of the ladies kind of go back to the uh, house and they're sitting there watching tv together with everything playing on the news of what happened to him and how he's facing all of these accounts and that was my recap for episode 10 titled nasty girl records Next week, episode 11 is titled A Slave for You, and it looks like it's about to be all about Miss JoJo. She might be joining Nasty Girl Records, <laughs> as she should. Yes, I like JoJo, and it looks like she's going to be want to be a rapper in the previews, and you know, they're going to be looking for new talent, and they just might have found it right under their nose with Eric and Naomi's daughter, JoJo. So that was my recap. Do not forget to come back tonight because we about to break down snowfall like we do on Friday. So please come back. I hope you guys did enjoy my recap. I just have to put my little two cents in there. Y'all know I'm going to support this show regardless. For these four women on ABC Network, I'm going to support it. But I, I just have to put my little two cents in there. I hope you guys didn't mind. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.